0: A man's journey with God begins, continues and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others.
1: A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be
0: spiritually and physically. Prepare your heart for an an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles miracles by by the the power of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. As As God's servant, Chidebele Udeze, leads us in this special moment of encounter with God.
1: Please turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10. We have a theme for the conference, um, Treasuring Your Discipleship. We have had the Bible study on that. And we have seen the need for us to treasure our discipleship during the Bible study. I want you to look at Luke chapter 10 from verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman, named Martha, received him into her house. Who is he talking about? Jesus. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was combattled about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Matter, matter, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Somebody say, one thing is needful. needful. That's the topic of this message. And that was a statement from the mouth of Jesus. Now look at this scenario carefully. He was moving through a particular village. And a certain woman... Martha received him into her house. I want us to note that it was a deliberate reception that Martha gave to Jesus. She received him. That is to say, there are some people that did not receive him. In fact, If you look at chapter 9 Chapter 9 Verse 51 He said and it came to pass When the time was come that he should be Received up. He steadfastly set his face To go to Jerusalem and sent Messengers before his face and they Went and entered into a village of The Samaritans to make ready for him Let's read verse 53 together I want to go and they Did not receive him Because they have their reasons. So, I want you to note that there are some people that received Jesus into their life, into their house. Martha was one of them. And there are several others. Like in this case, it was like a whole village. They did not receive him. They said, no, we don't want you. You you are Jesus. You do miracle, not here. I remember some years ago, I was with a Muslim um, guy, and he was sick. So I told him that, I want to pray for you so that you will be healed. He said he doesn't need my prayer. I said, but you are sick. He said, yes. I say I will pray for you now, and you will be healed now. I'm sure of it. <laughs> he said, he doesn't need my prayer. I said, okay, why? Why don't you need, you don't, you don't need healing. You know what he told me? Oh, my God. The devil is, is a bad devil. The Bible called him the deceiver of the whole world. He said that they were taught that whenever they are sick, that it is the will of Allah to be sick. That if Allah doesn't want you to be sick, that you will not be sick. So it is his will for you to be sick. And when he wants you to be okay, you'll be okay. He rejected Jesus and his healing anointing that would have made him free. No wonder in John chapter 1 verse 11, get me that quickly. He said, he came to his own people and his own people did not receive him. He came to his own people. He came unto his own, and his own his own received him not. So when the Bible say, Martha received him into her house, I is a powerful thing that he has she has done. Get me verse twelve. This is verse eleven. He said, let's read it together. I want to go? But as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Move on. Which we are born. Now listen. When what that is saying is that when you receive Him, it gives you power to become the son of God. Now say this kind of people they will be born, or they were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of what? So when you receive him something will happen there is a power of the Holy Ghost that comes upon such a person that gets him born of God and when you read 1 John 3 verse 9 let's read it together whosoever is born of God does not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. now just see the connection when you receive him, first of all, note that there are several people that did not receive him. Could that be true? Is it true even in our society, in your place of work, in your neighborhood? You will see somebody who will say that, I am a traditionalist, I'm a native doctor, I am this I'm that, I don't believe in God. Some years ago, when I was a lecturer at UNM, one of the students that was not writing well in the exam is a final year student. So after the exam, I called him and said, each exam you come, you not right? and he, he will not shit, he will just be straight stay, stay down, at the end he will go down and submit his paper every of the exam, I was monitoring him after the, the whole exam I called him and I said what is your problem, throughout the whole exam you will not write, you will not even other people will be shitting, trying to make effort <laughs> but he will not do anything at the end of the day he will submit empty paper I said what is the problem he said that the course that is reading that this uh, electrical electronics that is not his choice, it is his parents that force him to read it so from year one, he has, he has, his interest has not been there. So I now wanted to help him. As of that final year, you already have 27 carryovers, 27. Now when I wanted to help him, I know that I will have to start with spiritual. I will have to solve his problems spiritually first before the academic. So I now ask him that whether he's born again. Whether he, he said that he's an atheist. You know, atheist. He doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in God. So I I have to start from there to talk to him. And maybe after a while he now accepted and then gave his life to Christ. From there he began to follow him up. From there he now, I encourage him, he wrote his exams and passed. What I, why I share the stories for you to know that some people did not receive him. There are cultists. Eh? They know about Jesus. They say, No, we don't believe in him. We don't receive him. But as many as they receive him, there is what? Power. He gave them power. See, this power is not a natural power. You're not born with it. You don't get it by doing press up or going to gym. No. It is a spiritual power The power of God The power to become So when you now look at this scripture Get it from Good News Translation You now see How the whole power Came to be Look at it Those who are children of God Do not continue to sin What's the meaning of continue? They have been sinning before But because they have been born of God they will not continue. Are you getting me at all? Now, I am walking towards this place. Now, I stopped. Am I still walking? I am no longer walking. I, I, I cannot continue. I am not continuing. They are telling lies before. But the moment they become born of God, they stopped lying. They don't continue to sin. Now, you may say, but is it possible for a human being not to sin? How is it possible? Look at the reason. Let's look at the reason. What is the reason? He said, for God's very nature is in them. And because God is their father, they cannot continue to sin. Now, look at that word, nature. Nature. What is the nature of a pig? Eh? He loves dirty places if you are with a pig and you are holding the pig and suddenly you you are discussing with somebody and there is a dirty place there, what do you think the pig will do? Even if you have finished watching the pig, it will go to that environment that is dirty and begin to, you know it may be smelling there may even be shit there now, you just say, when you look at that pig you say, ah, why are you here? He will just be... If he can talk, he will tell you... Oh God, please leave me here. I'm enjoying life here. Is it true or what? Yes! He's enjoying life. Why is it that... What you, a human being... I mean... You don't like... You don't want something big like it. What is playing here? Nature. Are you getting it now? Now... The nature of God is righteousness and holiness... The nature of man, sinful nature. The Bible sometimes call it sinful nature. Because of Adam's disobedience, man was born with that nature of sin. So a natural man cannot be sin. But when the natural man receives him like matter, he gives that natural man power to become sons of God. Somebody say power. Now this power, how it happens is that the Holy Spirit... Who is the custodian of God's power coming upon that man who has sincerely, genuinely, deliberately received Jesus into his life. We give birth to the life of God, the nature of God in that person. So that from that time, what other sinners are calling enjoyment, I mean, you are not comfortable with it again. Are you getting me at all? If a room is full of dirt, shit, and all of that and you didn't know you just opened the door and you noticed that everywhere is dirty and smelling and you are with a pig what do you think will happen? The pig will will jump in I said please, you can go, bye bye I'm okay here That's how you see unbelievers, people that have not received him you see them, they go to nightclub, they commit fornication, they say, I slept with seven ladies in seven months, or uh, in seven weeks. They say, I, I do this, I do that. To them, they will feel that they are enjoying life. Do you know what is happening to them? They have the dirty, sinful nature. When you become born of God, born again, the true one, we have more fake born again in our generation than the true one more fake. Because the genuine one, the Bible says, they do not continue to sin. They were sinning before. They were quarreling, angry, fighting, proud, committing fornication, watching pornography. I mean, committing masturbation. They have boyfriend, girlfriend. They live in all kinds of sin before. But the moment they receive Jesus into their life, the one that died on the cross for the purpose of releasing this power to man. There is a change. There is a transformation. There is a nature, a new nature that is bettered in them. This new nature will not allow them again. I mean, to to, to watch pornography. It's dirty. It's it's smelling. I was preaching to my two two daughters. Because the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, It is time for them to be incubated by you, not another person. So I pick them up, and then I have to take time to explain to them what it means to be born again. And they understood it, and I led them to dress. And I say to them, listen, as you are growing up, you will see people, you see some people that say, I, I, my boyfriend bought me this one, this one, that one, and they think they are enjoying life. It is actually a nature of sin that is controlling them. I say to them, I am more than 40 years There is pornography on the internet. And I can use this phone to watch it. I can. But I have not watched pornography. I have not. It's a testimony. Sometimes, if some of us are using the phone, you know what I'm talking about. It will pop up. I don't look twice. No. It's dirty. How can I... No, 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 no. Do you know why you say... Uh, is a temptation. Uh, what are these people doing? You are watching, you say, I am fallen again. You know why you do that? Something is lacking in this experience. The real nature of God. There is a question mark. And I pray that those of us who does not have this nature, this nature that abhors sin. Ah! The Bible says that God is of a, a, a purer eye than to behold iniquity. He can't look at it. If this God's nature in you, how dare you look at pornography? How dare you watch it? How dare you commit masturbation? How dare you keep a girlfriend, a boyfriend, and you are, you say you are born again, and you are living in fornication, you are living in adultery, you are living, you, you, oh my God. You tell lies, and you say, eh, No man is, nobody is perfect. As a man, if I sometimes you can say, For excuse me, as many as receive Him, He gave them what power. Why do you do your business with lies? You tell lies to sell, to sell. No. The lying nature is not the nature of God. If you can get me John chapter 8, verse 44, you will see that this nature is from the devil. Maybe you can get it from NIV or some other versions. You are the children of your father, the devil. So the devil is a father. And you know, Jesus is talking to the to Jews now. I hope you know. These are religious people that go to synagogue every Saturday. He said to them, You people are children of your father. The devil. And you know that Jesus does not tell lies. Who truly is the father of these people? The devil. When Jesus said it, this is true. How? And you want to follow your father's desire. From the very beginning, he was a murderer. And has never been on the side of the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he is only doing what is natural to him. Because he is a liar. And the father of what? All lies. That father of all lies is if you replace father there with generator eh, or inventor you will get it properly. He is the one that invented and is still inventing all kinds of lies. Both handset lying. You know remember, you know handset lying? Uh-huh. You are in Ziksa uh, Avenue. You say you are in Ababa. He, who invented it? Who, who is the father of it? The devil started it. And say you are, you belong to him. You are not. See, listen, the word of God. I like, I like the word of God. It's very explicit. It's only when you read it that you don't want to be sincere. The word has told all those who are going to heaven already and those who are not going. And if you are going, you know this issue of maybe they are telling you you can stay sin, confess, sin again, confess again. That is not the reason why Jesus died. though. The Bible says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin, not just forgive. It's not when they forgive you today, we and sin again and come back again. No! He said this is a faithful saying, First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15, and it is worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. How? As many as received him. Don't say you have received him. When the evidence of that is not in your life, you are still telling lies. The evidence is not there. The nature that tells lies is the nature of the devil, not the nature of God. Please get this. Go back to First John. Let's finish it up before I turn to Martha's story. Now, get verse eight before verse nine. Whoever continues to sin belongs to the devil. Whoever continues to tell lies Listen If somebody meets you where you are telling lies And say you are a Satan's child I know you will feel insulted But look at the Bible Whoever You may say I am an evangelist I am a pastor I'm, But you are still living in sin You are quarreling, you are fighting I mean Whoever He has no respect for whatever you are Church worker Church worker You are in the choir, you are in the band, and you are still living in immorality. Whoever he doesn't belong to God, and the devil knows those who are his, just like God knows those who are his. Are you getting me? Now move to verse, uh, okay, verse nine again. Let's review it before we move. Those who are children of God, you need to look at it again and ask yourself, am I one of them? Those who are children of God do not continue to sin. Why? For God's very nature. Let me ask the neighbor, God's very nature, is he inside of you? My neighbor? Is he there? For God's very nature is in them. And because God is their father, they cannot, cannot means that even if you want to push, is not possible. There is a nature inside that will not allow him to watch that pornography. It's not about decision. Are you getting me at all? Somebody said this is a New year resolution. All my girlfriends friends, no fornication this year. Before February end, he has committed one. Eh? This is a nature of certain nature of sin is inside of you. Until you genuinely, sincerely, with all your heart, come to Jesus. Not the religious thing that people are doing. Uh, Jesus coming to my life. I repent. I repent. Be my Lord and Savior. I will not go back again. Uh, After that, you have a boyfriend. You have a girlfriend. There are things that are still leading you to sin. You kept them around you. Is it not Jesus that spoke in Mark 9, 43? If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two Hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. Who said he doesn't know this or he doesn't know that this is in the Bible? Why are people living in sin when they believe that there is hell fire? And every sinner is going to hell. If it is your hand, it's serious. If it is your hand, if you read the next, time, I say if it is your eye. Jesus said, cut your eye, cut your 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 ear, uh, your, your hand. Block your eyes, and you cannot say to a boyfriend, a, a girlfriend, it is enough. At Umbo in a state where we went for program, a young man came. A lot of things happened. God did a lot of miracles, a lot of wonders. But there are two of them that we are very specific. One of them, he said, that he has four girlfriends, four of them. One of them was in the in the program. So I before we pray for him, I said, go and call that one. He went and called her. I, he wanted to break the relationship before me. The girl said that she's not ready to break it too. be a program. He came for program. <laughs> the young man has to cut it off. He said he doesn't have a time. I gave him my phone. He called the other three girls. And each one he called, anger. They would be very angry. But He was not joking anymore. He cut them off. We prayed for him. Deliverance, Holy Ghost baptism and all of that. See, if you are not serious with God, some people are serious. If you are not serious with God, some of us are serious. And we are going to heaven. And heaven is real. Are you hearing what I am talking about? This is not about begging anybody. Jesus came to his own people. Are you his own people? Are you a Jew? His own people did not receive him. And it was not a matter. And you are a Gentile. And you did not receive him. Do you think it will touch him? Are you getting me at all? Thank God for matter. Go back to the story of Martha. And Martha received him into her house. Now, I want to see how Martha received him. He received him as the Lord. How do I know? Look at what he called him in the next two verses. And she had a sister called Mary who also. Which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, What did he say? Lord. So before we look at the things that he said, I want you to note that Martha received him into her house as what? As Lord. He said, Lord. He didn't call him Mr. Jesus. Eh? He say, Lord Lord is the owner of my life. How many of us have received Jesus into our life as our personal Lord and Savior? Wait a <laughs> you know I'm laughing. I'm laughing because some people say Jesus is my Lord but at the same time they are the Lord. Eh? In Luke chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus turned to the people that are following him and said, Enough. Why do you call me? Let's read it together. I want to go. And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? This is why he was alive. Oh. Wherever he's going, they say, Lord, Lord Jesus, Lord, Lord, praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Oh, Lord. At the time, he said, Enough. I'm done. You say, I am your Lord. The owner of your life. The owner of your time. The owner of everything. But you use your time the way you want. I am the Lord. But you do what you want with your money. Any Sunday you like, you go for discipleship. The one that you don't like, you say, I'm tired. And yet you say that, I am the Lord. No. He is not the Lord. The day He becomes the Lord is the day you will know the word, the meaning of the word, surrender. Surrender. I yield my all. I give my all. Take over. That was why we sang that song. Take over. I'm no longer going to be the driver. Drive this life. Let your will be done, not my will. That was why He said. In Matthew 7, 21, say, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who does, not their will, not the will of their father, not the will of their mother, not the will of their friends, but the will of my father who is in heaven. Those who does the will of God. Not those who will wake up and say, eh, What do I even want to do today? No. Those who, when they want to wear clothes, they will know that they have a Lord that want to... Want them to dress in a certain way. This one is not a... a, where, Where is it in the Bible? See, if he is your Lord, you will follow him. Martha received him into her house. Have you received him? If you say you have received him, have you gotten the power? Have you gotten the nature? The nature of God that will be inside and organically stop and hinder you from doing what is wrong? And her sister, she had a sister called Mary. Now, uh, let me go to the, the business of what happened in Martha's house. It's a common story that many of us know. But I want you to pay attention. When Martha received him into her house, she decided to prepare food for him. Are you getting it? And so she was trying to gather you know, things she used to cook, very busy trying to do that. Then the Bible says she had a sister called Mary. Now, Mary also received him. And how do we know? She took the second decision. Somebody say second decision. The second decision that Mary took was she decided not to worry about any other thing. She decided to sit down at the feet of Christ, listening to him. So look at that verse, next verse. It said, that's verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. If you have Bible and you mark it, just underline also. The word also there is saying something serious. What that word also is saying is that There are several people that are seated down At the feet of Christ Listening to his word So Mary also joined them And sat down at the feet of Christ Did you get it now? Instead of running around Trying to gather food Trying to do this She made a decision the first decision is to accept him into your life, into your house. But there is a second decision. That second decision is to say to every other thing, wait, one thing is needful. I will sit down at his feet to listen to his word. Martha took a different decision. Now, if you look at when she reported her sister to Jesus, Meanwhile, before she referred her sister She must have told her sister Come and join me in the kitchen And Mary said, no I won't miss this word That is coming out from this man I don't know when I will have this opportunity again I want to know him And I know that the best way to know him Is to listen to him, to hear him I won't allow any other thing to distract me Mother said, but this is not a secular activity This is an activity that is also religious because it is connected to Christ. What is a religious activity? A religious activity is every activity that is related to God. That's a religious activity. What mother is trying to do, is it related to Jesus or not? It's related. It's a religious activity. She is running around trying to do this, trying to do that for Jesus. In her heart, she believes that what she's doing is correct. I hope you know. I. She believed that what I'm doing is correct. Yes, Jesus needs to eat. So I need to prepare food for him. And so she was even trying to call the attention of his sister and say, sister, come and join me. She will do sign and Mary turn the other way and said, not me and you. I will not be distracted at this moment. I am focusing on Jesus. When she reported her sister to Jesus, Jesus said, Martha, Martha, thou art troubled. And worried about many things, many things. But one thing is needful. One thing is needful. Look at verse forty-two. But one thing is needful, and Mary has what choosing that good part which shall not be taken away from her. That is what Jesus is telling matter is that number one. Even if I tell your sister to go and join you, she will not a- agree. I can't even. Jesus, I looked at the heart of Mary and saw her determination, and said to her mother, "This decision that your sister has taken, eh? Listen, even if I want to stop it, she will not agree. Yet I will stop it because it's a good one. In other words, your own decision is a bad one. If Mary has chosen the good part. What Martha has chosen must be what? Bad part. Is somebody getting me at all? There are several people who have not received him. We saw it in the Bible. But there are people like Martha who received him. But instead of sitting down at the feet of Christ so, Listen to his words to be discipled to be taught they are busy trying to serve him. The person you don't know, Mary said, Let me know you first. She chose that good part, she suspended every other activities. She said to all other things, wait. The priority of discipleship song we sang at the beginning came from this scripture. Eh? He said, Following Christ is one thing I need. All other things do not really matter. Earthly pursuit can wait while I seek to be with Christ and learn where? And learn at his feet. And learn at his feet. Mary, Mary treasured Jesus, treasured his word. Please let me say this. Those who are true disciples of Christ, you know them by their attitude towards his words. Get me John chapter 8, verse 30, 31, and 32. You know them by their attitude towards the words of Jesus. What is their attitude? In John chapter 8 verse 30, as he spoke these words, what happened? Many believe on him. Move on. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believe on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Now listen, he didn't want to talk to those who did not believe. He concentrated on the believers and said, you are believers, but you are not yet my disciples. And I will not count you as one. The day I will count you as one is the day I see you, you begin to take my word serious. Get it in good news. You begin to obey my teachings. Let's read it together. I want to go. So Jesus said to those who believe in him, if you obey my teachings, you are really my disciple. If you obey, obey my teaching. What is the teaching of Jesus? How many of the teaching of Jesus are you obeying? Let me give an example. There was a day, I think about, yeah, is it last year or last two years? We were having a um, couple's discipleship retreat. So after the general teaching, the men and the women, we are separated to discuss issues that concerns women and issues that concerns men. So, at the, my wife was uh, directing the discussion of the women while I was directing that of the men. So, at the end of the, the meeting, when we got home, I was now asking her, how was the women discussion? She said that what most of them, some of them are looking at me, what most of them are saying <laughs> Was that the teaching that our daddy taught is good? though is in the Bible. I we are not doubting it. But my husband, I can I, I cannot do it. Though. My husband, I. If you do that kind of thing, we finish. But what about the teaching? The teaching is good. Wife, submit to your husband. Is it not good? It's good. But my husband, submit. I. It will finish you. So, the problem in Christianity today, that is what separates believers from disciples. When we are doing this study, treasuring your discipleship, you see, I, I am understanding discipleship every day. And not, I notice something the more you understand discipleship, the the, the better you disciple, the, be, the better a disciple you become. Now listen if you appear before the judgment seat which must happen one day, I hope you know it's a matter of time you will not be asked to give account of what you have done listen, just follow me it is not what you have done that will be the topic in that judgment seat it is not what you wanted to do, which you couldn't do. The topic behind, before that judgment seat is going to be what you were appointed to do, what you were created to do, what you were ordained to do, the purpose of God for your life. Which God proposed for you? Did you get me at all? Let me start from Elisha. If you are reading your Bible, you will notice that when Elijah said to God, I am tired, I am not better than my fathers. kill me. God tried every means to make him to agree to go back. He said, no, I am done. God said, go and anoint three people. Elisha for prophets in your room. Um, Jehu and um, um, Hazel. These three persons. Now, the day Elijah met Elisha, he didn't pour anointing on him. Elijah, Elijah knew that that anointing would be wasted if there is no discipleship. He knows. So what he did was to call Elijah unto discipleship first by throwing his mantle upon him. And when that mantle was thrown upon him this thing you see it in First Kings chapter 19 19 to 21 First Kings 19 to 21 Elijah was a very serious busy, wealthy farmer that has 12 tractors they call it 24 yokes of oxen. I mean, he's wealthy. An ox in those days is like a tractor now. A wealthy farmer. So he's already doing well. He's a rich man. But when he had the call of discipleship to follow Elijah, you know what he did? He summarized that business and became, the Bible said, he became a servant unto Elijah. He began to pour water on the hand of Elijah. Are you following me at all? What if he refused And said to Elijah Please take your mantle I'm not ready I want to finish my farming first Are you getting me at all? There is something that Elijah has been appointed in heaven to do But it can only happen by discipleship One of the major There are two Let me put it this way There are two things that If you see them about discipleship You will not be behaving the way you are behaving Some of us, when I look at your attitude towards discipleship, when I look at your attitude towards coming to learn at the feet of Christ, to follow, Paul said to Corinthians, follow me as I follow Christ. When I see how you will come this Sunday, next Sunday you will will just find one excuse and give. I mean, I just know that you lack the knowledge of two things. One, you don't know that it can only be by discipleship that you will discover, enter into, and fulfill the purpose of God for your life. It can't happen any other way. Paul uh, Barnabas went to Tarsus in Acts 11 25 to bring Saul to Antioch. And, get me, verse. And when he had found him, he did what? He brought him. He brought him unto Antioch. He brought him. This is a man that started preaching in Damascus Preaching caused persecution for him In Damascus He was thrown down through a basket He came to Jerusalem He became a preacher Preaching made people who wanted to kill him in Jerusalem They sent him back to his village Tarsus. Barnabas was following him up From Jerusalem But that persecution truncated that discipleship Now he reached out to him in Tarsus And said Saul so, follow me I will make you. When we are looking at treasuring your discipleship, we said, if you don't understand the following nature of discipleship, you says, it's not follow us. Follow me. I will make you. Paul was bold about it later because he knew how he was made by Barnabas. He knew that living uh, Tarsus meant living ministries that he had started in Tarsus. He has started ministering in Tarsus He has started preaching to people. He must have thought, "Who will follow them up?" The people, the people that I have won. But he obeyed and followed Barnabas to Antioch. And you, all of us, know that that obedience, that discipleship journey of Saul from Tarsus to Antioch, was the reason behind his fulfilling the purpose of God for his life. Through of us, if he has refused. Where and how will the Holy Ghost say separate Barnabas and Saul for the work? You don't know the future. The problem we have is that our eyes are blinded towards what discipleship has done to people and what God has planned to use it to do for us. That's why we we don't value it. We don't treasure it. The word that is opposite treasure or treasuring is despise. When I looked at the meaning of the spice in dictionary, what I saw is to have a low opinion of something. Get me Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. He said, No man can serve two masters. No man can serve two masters. Discipleship is apprenticeship, it's a training. I mean, when you become an apprentice, you know that you have a master, you have a car, and you become a servant, isn't it? Now, during our study, we said, that when you are not taking your discipleship contact seriously, that it shows that you don't have respect for your organ. Now, but the problem is that for the physical apprenticeship, mechanic, tailoring and all of that, the moment your master notices that you are not serious, you know what he will do. What will he do? What will he do? He will warn you and say, if you don't want to be serious, don't come here again. The moment he notices that You will come to work today. Tomorrow, you will not come. Next tomorrow, you will come. Next tomorrow, tomorrow, you will not come. They will call you and say, this is not how we behave here. If you are going to be a disciple, an apprentice here, you must be consistent and you don't come late. Are you getting me at all? There is something that the apprentice want to become. Some of us, you think you, you think we are going to use physical force? You see, God is the one that will make you what you are you are supposed to be. I hope you don't know that. And God is the one that is watching the spiritual discipleship. The Christ like is, is watching it, is watching it, he's watching it. I pray for you the prayer I pray for myself. I pray for myself a prayer point every day. One the prayer point is oh God. I don't want to appear before your judgment seat. And what I'm supposed to do, which I didn't do, will come up. And then there will be consequences of it. I want to finish in my lifetime what I am appointed to do. And I know that discipleship is the way. That was why, the day I met my disciple, I said to him, Please be my disciple. He said, Make yourself available. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. He chose 12 that they should be with him. Discipleship is not two. The discipleship that Jesus did with the 12 is still the discipleship for the church today. Go and make disciples. How can you make somebody a disciple? When you are not one, you are interested in religious activities like matter. There is nothing wrong in religious activities, but look at Martha's case. Jesus called it a wrong choice. Mary chose the good part. The part of saying to other things, wait, is a decision. Mary did not sit at Jesus' feet by chance. Are you hearing me? Her decision to be a moment of encounter every Sunday and on time is not by luck. He deliberate. She wants to, to, to become like him. She wants to learn at his feet. She want, she doesn't want to miss a lesson in that apprenticeship. She was committed. And she was ready for anything. Jesus looked at Martha and said, Martha, Martha you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. One. 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 Will you focus on this one thing? that is needful. Will you focus on discipleship, following Christ, learning from Him, and becoming like Him? The reason why we have human disciples, people that have gone ahead of you in the life of Christ, in becoming like Him. And Jesus is saying, you, you are a new apprentice. You can learn from the older apprentice. Because all of us are His disciples. But some of us have spent 20 years at his feet. And you are just coming yesterday. And you are not even consistent. Excuse me. It is time to be serious. You see, if there are many things that are fighting some of of us in discipleship, I know. Some of you, it is the meeting of your town people in Elugu that is fixed on Sunday, maybe uh, first Sunday of the month. Some of you, it may be the, a social club meeting. Some of you, it may be that you must do business on Sunday. You must This is your business, you must do it on Sunday. Eh? You have done Monday to Saturday. It's not enough. You must do it on Sunday. For some of us, you know, some of us, you know, things that you normally say that they came up above discipleship. You know the word, came up. Eh? I was preparing to come for discipleship. It's not as if my mind was not there. But something did what? Came up. Now, some of those things that are hindering you, stopping you, and all of that, what they are what we call the subtle enemies of discipleship. Some of you, it is pride. Like our brother that was summarizing Bible he said, some of us, you think you have known. You think you have learned. You think that you have gotten it. And then, by that means you truncate what God is building in your life to make out something. Now listen, those things that are fighting your discipleship, they are fighting the purpose of God for your life. Because if your eyes will open to see, to see what God will make out of your life, how He will make it through this. Look at look at the Bible. Just look at the Bible. How did Ruth a Moabite a a mobile test? A mobile test. A root, how did she become a grandmother to David and Jesus? How? By discipleship, she said to Naomi, entreat me not to go back from following you. Eh? For I have decided where you go, I will go. Listen, you know, when we talk about following a man that is following Christ, discipleship is not following following an invisible thing. If the disciples that follow Jesus they know Jesus as a human being. Ruth said to Naomi, where you go, I will go to. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Where you die, I will die. Your God will be my God. Human beings, when Saul left Tarsus to go to Barnabas, eh, follow Barnabas to Antioch, was Barnabas an angel? A human being. If you read Acts chapter 16, verse 1 to 3, you see where Saul, Paul, met Timothy. A teenager, take secondary school, so I don't know where he was. He circumcised him, and Timothy left both education, left a lot of things, and followed. And you know how and what he became. Your destiny is tied to your discipleship. I repeat, your destiny, whether in business, or in ministry, or in any other aspect, is tied to your discipleship. If you love your destiny and you want to discover, enter into and fulfill God's purpose for your life, there is no other pathway. It's not a threat, it's the truth. It is by discipleship, following it with all sincerity and seriousness. And finally, the second thing discipleship does, you need only one thing. Get me Mark chapter 10 verse 21. This was a rich man that came to Jesus in chapter 17. And said, what shall I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, go and sell everything you have. Look at it. Let's read it together. Verse 21. Jesus, read with me loud and clear. Jesus looked straight at him with love and said, you need only one thing. Remember our topic. What is our topic today? One thing is needful. This man said, I want eternal life. Jesus said, if you will have eternal life, how many things do you need to have eternal life? How many of them? You need only one thing. And so what is the one thing? Go and sell all that you have. Give the money to the poor. And you will have riches in heaven. And then come and follow me. He has said four things. But out of these four things, we know that the one thing he's talking about is what? Follow me. Follow me. If you are going to have eternal life, you must follow me. Now, for you to discover, enter into, fulfill the purpose of God for your life, you must take your discipleship seriously. You must treasure your discipleship contact. You cannot see, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate one, or love the other, or he will hold to one, he will cleave to one, he will stick to one, and despise. What do you do on Sunday evening? You despise one sister was sharing with us some years ago some years ago the challenge she has about coming to uh, discipleship she says she has finished preparing to come and look at her mother-in-law and her husband brother coming to her house she has already picked her Bible about to come and they entered you know what she did for some of you we say they have come you know what she did she said to her mother-in-law and please I am going to disciple she following Christ, learning from him, becoming like him. Eh, because, please, there is food in the pot and all of that. Pam, she left. Some of you will use sentiment, is somehow, oh God, eh? that your mother-in-law came, and your husband-brother came, and you left them. Eh, eh, is it not what some of us will do? Say the truth. But if it is exam that you have eh? Will you leave them and go for exam? Talk to me If it is contract or business You have at that time Will you leave them and go? Judge your heart Know where discipleship is in your heart For some of us Rain will not stop you from any meeting That will give you money But if rain falls like today Some people will tell you that Is it not raining? Judge your heart. Remember, these are two stage then. The first stage is to receive him, born again. Martha passed that stage, but she couldn't pass the second stage. Some of you here, you have not passed the first stage. You need to be born again. You know it. You are a sinner. Some of you, you have passed that stage. You have been born again. You have started discipleship, but you are distracted. Matter, matter. You are troubled and worried and kumbad and... About many things on Sunday evening, uh, Monday evening. Eh? Some of you, religious activities, religious, like matter. You are going to this one, you are going to another one. Since you started those religions, how far has it taken you? And you need to know the difference between following Jesus and religious activities. Because there are teachings in the Bible that Jesus said no. For example, just one example before I close. Jesus. In Matthew 5, 6, 7... He said... You heard that they told them of old... eh? Love your uh, friends and hate your enemies... But I say to you now... Love your enemies... Love your enemies... Do good to those that hate you... Do good to them... Pray for them... He didn't say you should pray against them... Today in the church of Jesus Christ... You see pastors... You see members... You see people... The prayer that excites them very well is all oh, the enemies that are hindering my, my progress. Any man, any woman that will not want me to progress in three days' time, what are you waiting for? Die! This prayer, this teaching is not from Jesus. And Jesus said, if you obey my teaching, do you remember? Do you remember? I wish that you will start discipleship because many of you, you are just confused. When you come to a place like this, you say, eh. Which ministry is this one? What are they doing? Are they doing miracles? We do all of that though. Miracles happen here. We have it. But listen. We follow Jesus. Because Jesus also did miracles. He also prophesied. So we do all of that. But you must be sure you are following Christ. You must be sure that it is Jesus that you are following. His life, his teachings. Because he said, I am the way, not a way. The truth and the life. No one will come to the Father who is in heaven except by me. So if the life you live, the prayers you pray, the teachings you teach are not Christ. Forget about heaven. You are not getting there. He said, if you want to have eternal life, you need only one thing. Follow Christ. That's why we are here teaching discipleship, studying to become like him. I will stop here because even if it is 20 minutes, we are going to stay discussed because God has been helping us in that discussion. So rise on your feet and pray. Rise on your feet and pray. Just pray. I will give you 30 minutes for that prayer. I will pray for you and then we discuss. This is a conference. This is a conference. It's a discipleship conference. And if your life does not change in this conference, to become serious with discipleship. I don't know what else discipleship conference will do in your life. Treasuring your discipleship. Treasuring your discipleship. If you know you are a sinner, you have the nature of a pig, you, you you are living in sin, fornication, immorality. You say you are enjoying life. Excuse me. There are no two ways about it. Let today be the day of your salvation. Let today be the day of your salvation. You need to make a decision to be like, to follow Jesus. And then those of us who are dangling like matter, you have received him, you are born again, you have believed, but you don't sit down on Sunday evening. You don't sit down personally. You don't. You, you are joking with incubation. Some of you are, are running away from discipleship, teachings, trainings that will help your life. Because it is free. We are not charging you money. You better repent and say, God, I am
0: taking becoming serious with my discipleship from today. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast, and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to Calvary Revival Labels at gmail.com or call 080 and you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Uteze. God bless you.